on the last episode of Dice Funk. Lethal or non-lethal? It's gonna be lethal. I'm gonna do another dissonant whispers on the guy closest to me. The guy holds onto his head and screams in pain, and then it pops, and everyone is showered in gore. Violet says, my bad, I was trying to kill someone else. She says, that's fine, he didn't even scratch me. Go get your dad's book. I don't have the book, and I don't know where it is specifically, all right? The Archmages are gonna uh, want a hearing, at the very least. Prison, at the worst. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Sometimes you just gotta get rough with people. I don't think Alona would like it very much. I mean, you get to choose your god. Like, if she's not good for you, pick another one. (laughs) Orcs don't get to pick their god. Now that you're here, I'm even more worried doing whatever I can to go back to how things were before I left. I'm scared, and I'm worried, and I don't know what's going on. She reaches over your back and grabs one of your swords. Alright, she takes the rapier. (laughs) I got a seven. (laughs) You wreck up the paper mache. Cool. I'm going to try to figure out how to program you to be my friend, because I feel like that would be better for you. To come in this way. They like torches? Are we being like Beauty and the Beasted right now? Alright, so there's two options. One is we fight a battle we can't win, and the other is we try to run. Or, Jem says, there is a third option. Just a dude and a unicorn. Just a, just in a dude and a unicorn on the other side of a lawn from a half-orc facing down a mob of about 60 armed people. You see in front of you, Jem begin to change. Her body begins rearranging itself, stretching, growing, bones popping out of sockets, face elongating, two enormous wings sprouting from her back. A tail falls out and stretches out behind her into a sharp scorpion point. And you see before you what is apparently a werewyvern. Let's talk more about Nilbogs. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to. If you listen to both of our podcasts, uh, I think I'll talk on the next Word Funk about the new Dungeons & Dragons book that just came out, Volo's Guide to Monsters. I think I might just do like a mini review of it. But before we started recording, I was reading some of the choice entries. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to be able to incorporate any of them into Lorelei because I think you guys have met all of the species that inhabit this region. But... Boy, oh boy, are there some dumb-ass D&D dudes. Mm-hmm. That's that's not an inappropriate interpretation of <laughs> some of the design choices that have been made over the years. Might I point out, before we move on, a race I'm glad they have not brought back, which is the Gully Dwarf, which, in <laughs> canon, cannot have an intellect higher than 12. And if the player has a good idea... You have to roll an intelligence check to determine whether your character actually could have had that idea. And the only positive trait they have is being able to grovel in order to prevent enemies from attacking them at the beginning of a fight. That just seems like uh, whoever was writing that was really frustrated that their group wasn't role playing. <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> if they're not going to do it, I'm going to make them do it. This is that's fairly typical race design pre third edition, though, to be granted. Yeah. With lots of wacky prescriptive rules about how you're supposed to play a race, and third edition onward modified that and gave players more agency to determine what it meant to be a particular race. You know. Yeah, a lot of this game is trust, uh, <laughs> trusting your players to have your back and improv with you and come up with cool ideas. And It's the same reason why uh, thieves back in older editions got bonus experience for stealing stuff and barbarians got experience for breaking magic items. 
you know it was <laughs> so if you had a barbarian in your party and a magic user you know they were not going to get along but that was part of the game that was D&D it wasn't just finish the story it was figure out a way to get the most experience for your characters while surviving through the story in the same time Huh. That's very interesting. I'm glad we took a minute to talk about uh, the design of this game because, of course, in the story, nothing dramatic or you know important is happening. It's no. like a really <laughs> chill downtime. We're having a block party, right? It was like a tea and scones get together, I think. Right, right. Oh, like high tea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Vinny, are you going to roll to put your pinky up? or? I think I can do it without rolling. I'm a lady. <laughs> I don't know. I think that requires a roll with a penalty now. Uh Uh-oh, wait, hold on. Let me check my notes. Actually, everyone's about to die. (laughs) Oh, shit. You're right. Whee! Let me shuffle some papers around. Now, uh, so last we left the party, Jem the half-orc had gone out onto the lawn to face down an angry mob of about 60 very well-armed Mykonosians. I don't know how to... I didn't plan that ahead of time. How do you say someone who's from Mykonos? Half the party had followed after her. Uh, drop and violet and i think uh, swift justice goes where violet goes <laughs> mm-hmm. but everybody witnessed before your very eyes gem shapeshift into a wyvern which as we have discussed before is a smaller dragon with feet and wings but no like hand arms is there a better way to say that than hand arms <laughs> there must be <laughs> i was trying so hard not to crack up at hand arms <laughs> oh, without without traditional digital hand configurations, they have wings, right? But no hands. Front legs. You know what? Never mind. You know what? <laughs> Let's stop all of this and just play the game instead. <laughs> Look, we got to get some levity in here because it's about to get bloody. Oh no. Uh, so Jem now in her wyvern form takes flight and flies directly into the group of armed people coming towards you and she snaps at them with her jaws she swings at them with her barbed tail doesn't seem to be trying to injure anyone but just menacing them and perhaps more importantly getting close enough so that they can hit her and as you guys saw when violet accidentally stabbed Jem and didn't so much as inconvenience her their weapons just slide right off her like they may as well be wielding toothpicks Mm. and it's not doing anything Elias proposed getting a closer look but he's going to look to his mother and sort of gauging her reaction to all this she seems very confused but when you look to her for guidance she turns to you and says all of these people are crazy and dangerous but if anyone's going to help us get your father's book back i think it's going to be the one who can fly okay then that looks like the most helpful i don't i don't trust lunchbox that horse seems like an idiot she she, she did seem to have a plan i'll give you that so I guess let's head out to get a better look at what's going on. I think everybody's going to be outside, unless Lavinia wants to stay in. But all the NPCs go outside right now. Everyone's standing on no, the lawn. No, if we're all going outside, I'm going outside. All right. Everyone is outside of Rosemary Manor now and just watching as Jem menaces the crowd. As you guys watch, she, does, she doesn't She does hurt anyone. She swings her tail. She, she snaps. She claws mm-hmm. uh, at the air around them. But it's basically an intimidation play. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, Vinny's going to try and help mm-hmm. by screaming, you guys better leave and not come back or our dragon will dragon you. <laughs> and I rolled a 12. That's not bad. I think you're going to give her advantage on her intimidation check. Nice. 10. 
So that's a decent check. Basically, it's pretty scary to get attacked by a dragon, but it's probably less scary when there's 60 of you. Mm -hmm. Violet whispers to Vinny, and uh, she says, aren't we supposed to kill a wyvern? I forget. Violet, if you kill my girlfriend, I swear to God. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm just, I I just. Don't kill anything. I, I feel like that is what we were supposed to do. Sometimes I forget what our objective is, but like wyvern sticks out in my brain meat. I don't think it's her because if she was a murdery type, do you think she would be not murdering them? I don't think so. I think she'd be murdering them. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I actually know a little about wyverns because I'm a unicorn, and uh, guess what? They're, like, rare. They're not, like, from around these parts. You don't just see, like, hordes of wyverns, like, all over the place, marching around. So, I feel like, I don't know, it's weird that there's a wyvern here, and we're supposed to kill one, because a wyvern is bad. <laughs> She's a lycanthrope. Yeah. Yeah. As you were, as you saw. Okay. And then she she's kinda like clip clops over to Drop. We um we informed Drop about what we were doing, right? We we filled in everyone so he knows what's up, right? There was a briefing. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Okay, then Violet says to Drop, uh, Drop, are we killing this Wyvern? Is it a Wyvern? I mean a minute ago it it looked like an orc. Look, sometimes things are two things, okay? <laughs> you know, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I feel like we're seeing the jelly side. No, I, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, they, they exist. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches exist. Is that what she's saying? Yes, yes, that is, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they exist. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how they managed to be two things. <sighs> so we now established the PB and J in fiction. Good job, guys. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, Violet's done asking people if we're going to kill this uh, wyvern because no one is giving a yes or no. So she's like, I guess I should wait. Vinny gave a very clear no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But you don't know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. And and Drop is like, what? Elias is going to draw out his scimitar while, uh, you know, his mother still has the rapier and he just sort of Keeps an eye on the crowd itself to see if any of them are advancing closer towards us. No, the the crowd seems pretty focused on her. Okay. I, I mean, at this point, she's actually just reaching down and picking the people up with her powerful legs and just dropping them, flying a couple feet up and dropping them into the crowd enough to <laughs> that looks painful, but she's not, you mm-hmm. know, maiming them. Okay, mm-hmm. Vinny's gonna attempt to use message as a cantrip to jam and be like. I don't know if you can if this works when you're all dragony, <laughs> but I don't know what we should be doing here. Also, you're a dragon. P.S. Love Vinny. <laughs> all right, oh. so that's the first time you've used the message cantrip, which allows you to send a secret psychic message and allows the person to answer. And <laughs> when you say, "I didn't know you were a dragon," she responds, "Wyvern." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I didn't know that either, but what do I do? P.S. Love Vinny. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are goofuses. Okay. Violet sort of like stomps around and she's like, hope no one's making any psychic messages right now. <laughs> that would be that would be against the law. I would be so mad. Swift Justice leans over to Violet and goes, Is this crime? Violet says, I feel like it might be, but I also feel like before we determine if it is crime, we need to invent democracy and vote <laughs> on whether or not we're going to kill the wyvern. 
Mykonos has an elected council, so it is a democracy, a limited democracy, more of a republic, if you will. A representative democracy. Fair enough. Okay. All right. That's that. That's fair. But that's sort of like not like the main thing I was saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying that the electoral college is unfair. <laughs> can Can Elias hear what Violet is saying? Yeah. Or well, unless you want to keep a secret, it's up to. No, Violet know. is whispering to all of the people. You're taking turns whispering to everybody, and you're everyone just yep. waiting in line. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> um, Violet. Violet says one more thing uh, mm-hmm. to Swift Justice. S- Swift Justice. How high can you jump? (laughs) (laughs) Not that, Ray. Okay. What if... I'm just throwing this out there. Uh Uh-huh. What if I grabbed your head in my teeth and flung you head first towards the wyvern and your chainsaw was out and you just destroyed it? Like, would that be a thing that you could do? Uh, that sounds like it is dependent on your throwing ability. That's fair. I, I accept that. Let's let's put a pin in that, because I feel like that's what we're going to do if we decide to kill it. That's all for now. And then Violet kisses uh, Swift Justice on the head, and then goes uh, into, like, attack stance, because mm-hmm. she doesn't know, really know what's going to happen now. And she doesn't want to ask Elias' opinion of this. Fantastic. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> she does not. Did Gemma respond to my second message? Which was the second message? Uh, I apologized for calling her a dragon, and then asked what I should do, and then said, "P.S. I love you." <laughs> no, she she sends back a, a heart eyes emoji. <laughs> oh, I like that, but it is not very helpful. <laughs> so PBJ, PB and J's and emojis exist. Deal with it. <laughs> I would say something to completely dissolve the theory, theorizing and planning going on here, but I'm apparently left in the dark, so I can't do anything about that. Oof. Yeah, because there's 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 at least three critical flaws in the plan here. <laughs> at least three <laughs> critical flaws. Elias is like, I'm the only one who knows how to play. Please, someone include me. <laughs> Elias will then look over to Violet <laughs> and call out to her, Violet! What up, Home Slice? What do you want? I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with this situation here, because this crowd, if we get rid of the Wyvern, is going to come after us and kill us. That thing's the only thing stopping them from hurting us. I understand that, but I also feel like this might be our only opportunity to kill a Wyvern. Yes, however, yeah, that is a Wyvern. How do we know if it's THE Wyvern? Look, I don't want to racially profile wyverns, but mostly they're bad. Irrespective of that, Mm -hmm. up until now, that wyvern has been, well, more or less helping us. So I'm not sure if killing it in the middle of something where it has this disadvantage is prudent for us right now. Okay, so we kill it later? (laughs) We first deal with the mob, then we deal with... We deal with Jem. Okay, fine. Violet has had enough of this, and uh, she's then she says, "Okay, well, I gotta do do unicorn stuff now." And then she gets like, she basically, I mean, she's a unicorn, so that's impressive. So she basically does a big unicorn pose and she, like screams. She just screams really loud at this at this uh, crowd to just <laughs> just get the fuck back. Because I feel like when you're confronted with two mythical beasts at the same time. <laughs> 
you're gonna back off a little, and I feel like that that I should be able to roll an intimidation here to uh to make that happen. So I'm gonna. If it fails, can she fall on her face? I mean, a wyverns aren't mythical; they're just animals. They're they're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're rare, is what I'm saying. I mean, it's like it's weird. You're rare, and it's and it's not good. It's a nine, which is not the worst, but it's 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 among the worst. So after 20 minutes of in-game talking <laughs> and not helping, and then a couple <laughs> failed attempts to intimidate the crowd, yeah. it becomes clear to Jem that she is not going to get the support she needs to drive these fools back with just an intimidation <laughs> strategy. And so she starts stabbing dudes mm. with her tail. Mm. <sighs> and now it's starting to get bloody. And now they're starting to run because they cannot hurt her, no matter how much they try. And so she grievously wounds a number of them in order to drive them back off of the Rosemary property for now. I'm okay with this. This is <laughs> you, fine. You sound fine. Can I just make a quick perception check in regards to places to escape to? Mm-hmm. That's not good. <laughs> no, five. The Rosemary Estate is kind of a peninsula, so it's kind of a plot point that you guys would be using it as like a dock area, and it's segregated from the city for like socioeconomic reasons. So there's a bottleneck getting in here. Yeah, so basically what you're looking at with a five is that there's two ways out. Either you walk into a city that actively wants to kill you, or you go for a swim, and you're all kind of finely misted in blood from that massacre, the Rosemary Manor massacre, and Drop now knows that the monster in the ocean is attracted to blood. So neither of those seems super great to him. What if we get on Jem's back, and then she flies us away? Speaking of that, Jem flies back over to you and morphs back. She's as she's descending, she morphs so she like lands pretty gracefully and walks over to you guys. Are any of the people who are wounded still like on the ground, easily approachable? Yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want to, they're like pulling themselves together. She didn't kill any of them, but she had to get rough. I'm going to sheathe my weapon and approach one of the wounded, Mm -hmm. mainly just to check their wounds. Yeah, I mean that's a medicine check. I, have an, I rolled an 11. Uh, all of them were struck with a single blow, uh, much shallower than the stab wounds you saw in mm-hmm. the records at the police station. So they don't look to be fatal, but they do start. They do look like they're starting to turn purpley, as if uh, their poison was involved. All right. Is there anything I can do to try to infer connections between that poison and the poison description I read? Uh, yeah, it's wyvern poison. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty. it's pretty similar. Also, she's just standing there. Violet walks over to her and says, um, I, I feel like an explanation is needed, so let, let's have that now. What do you mean? I mean, I know what you mean, mean, but I think we have more pressing matters than me explaining my life to you. Nope. Nope. No? Nope. No. No, that, 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 uh, I, I, I want to know what's going on. They're going to come back. They're going to get more people and more weapons, and there's no way out of here. I think the only- Stalling for time, huh? Violet, we have to escape! Do you guys not want to live? Oh. Drop shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have a talk. Violet gets like right up in her grill and says, we're going to have a talk later. Violet. About this. Violet, why are you being a butt? <laughs> hey, Violet, stop being a butt. You know why I'm being a butt. I mean, everyone seems super flabbergasted, honestly. I mean, even Isaac and Judy seem to not know what the hell that was. It was real spooky, but we got shit to do. And by shit to do, I mean running away. Are we going back inside? 
Uh, I don't see what going back inside would, is going to do. I mean, I guess it'll put us all in one place, so when they burn it down, it'll kill us all at once. Mm. <laughs> well, if they lit the house on fire, we probably wouldn't all die at the same time. We'll be in different rooms. Unless we were all in the same room together, and like, <laughs> under the same support beam, if it collapsed across us all at the same time. <laughs> oh my god, this episode's going to be half an hour of you guys talking and then dying. <laughs> 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 All right, well, fine. Then uh, what do you guys suggest that we do? Well, by your account, he says, pointing to Jem, you're proposing that we leave, and I don't think the water's an option, so we have to go somewhere in the city to hide, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know if we can even get back into the city without getting attacked. Where's your guys' ship? It's not going to be able to pick us up here because there's no way for me to communicate where we are. Don't we have that dealie? Yes, it just signals that we are ready to be picked up. It doesn't signal where we currently are. And so you know where it's going to go, right? Yes, I do know where it's going to be. So why can't I just fly to it and tell them where you are? (sighs) They might be a little weirded out by a wizard (laughs) just flying over. Well, I'll bring one of you with me. Oh. Are you guys okay? Well, I I can (laughs) explain one thing briefly why... This whole thing has put us a little bit on edge, uh, Jem. So you know that murderer, that string of murders that's been happening? She gives you a look as if to say, please no. We're just we're nervous about leaving the city without resolving that first, because if we do that, then, you know, there may be other people who are innocent who are at risk. I mean, there's not many people left who are in the killer's list. <laughs> I think we should just go. I like the I like this plan. I think we should I think you should call the ship and then I'll fly on her back and then we'll tell them and then we'll go away before everything's fire. I think I'm able to read her reaction to what I just said, but I'm going to roll insight just mm-hmm. as added insurance 20. <laughs> oh my goodness. She <laughs> I think you nailed it. Yeah, so I'm going to say before we go through this plan, I'd like to speak with you in private, Jim, if that's okay. I mean, and she gestures back to the city, which is coming alive with the sound of riots. It is only for a minute. Hurry it up, pointy ears. Is that a, is that a slur? I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Have <laughs> Lee shrugs it off because he's he's dealt with orcs. You know, they they're a bit yeah. more racist than a little <laughs> slur like that. But he's going to pull. Gem aside, and then briefly speak with her in private. Why were you doing those murders? Jesus. I guess Jesus doesn't exist, huh? Groomsh. Yeah, Groomsh is... <laughs> Groomsh Christ. <laughs> I'm not here to arrest anyone. I just want to understand why. I am here to arrest someone. I'm not part of this conversation, though. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. I'm not saying I'm the good guy here, but the council killed more people every day than I killed in the last months. And that makes complete sense, given who the targets were. Effectively, you're getting back at the council for what they did to fail this city. Yes, they let Glittergold monopolize all the ships. They could have ordered them to take people. They could have paid for them to take people. They could have distributed the sandbags and barricades more evenly. The, The poor parts of the city are flooded. There's People are dying every night, and nobody's doing anything about it. I I agree that what they've done is most likely 
an atrocity. I don't agree with this way of dealing with it, especially now that given what has just happened, there's going to be a lot of suspicion as we leave. They left my dad and the entire army to choke to death in the mountains. I'm aware of that. I want to do something while this is happening. I just want to let, let that be known. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead with your thing. I wasn't I wasn't planning on outing myself in front of you guys until I saw... No other option. It's not even that. It's when those guys busted in and you killed them. You, you're like me. You take care of business when you need to. You're not bad people. I'm not bad, but sometimes people got to die. I don't agree that that is... I don't agree with that in full, but I understand your rationale. That being said, I want you to promise me that you will help us get out of here safely, or else I'm going to out you in front of everyone, and I cannot promise that Violet over there won't go crazy once I confirm her suspicions. I mean, I don't want you guys to die here either, so that's a pretty easy promise to make. All right, then. Well... I take it you're going to be carrying Vinny with you over to the ship? Yeah, sure, let's break it off. All right, then. Austin, the thing yeah. I, w I wanted to do while those guys were talking was eavesdrop. All right, perception check to eavesdrop. Okay, I thought that would be stealth, but okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could say stealth and perception. That seems harsh, though. But perception is hearing, so. Okay, fair enough. 14. Damn it, the one time you do well. You hear, you have to promise. And the pro protestations, you don't get that, you don't get that snug. Mm. <laughs> that would blow this wide open. But you definitely know something's happening. Well, like, as is, Elisa sort of takes a vial on his necklace, breaks it, and he says, it's your turn now. Violet uh, says to drop, something funky's going on here. Something dice funky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. But anyway, that's, that's all she says. And then we can do the thing. So Jem starts uh, morphing. Isaac says to her as she does that, wait, was it on the hunting trip? And Jem says, yeah, in Kaldu. <laughs> and there's like a moment between them where they there's an understanding that you guys are not privy to. Hmm. And then Jem turns to Lavinia and says, let's go get you a boat. Okay. So uh, how you got, how, how, how do? Uh, somebody's gonna have to give me a boost because I'm small. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm a unicorn. Do I you roll are. for anything for that, or just, or is it just, you know? It's fine. No, you roll to give Vinny a boost. <laughs> you, you boost uh, Lavinia up onto Jem's wyvern back, and she flies off over the water to to circle around to Mykonos Harbor to tell the Violet One where you guys are. Uh, but in the meantime, now you're alone, and the crowd is going to come back. <sighs> uh, is there like a bridge they have to cross to get over here? There's like a good choke point, yeah, to get onto the manor, because I'd, I'd imagine they have most of it gated, except for the designated entrance. Let's hide behind a tree! What kind of materials are there on the choke point? Uh, so I imagine the fences are probably like wrought iron, like mm -hmm. pretty tough stuff they wouldn't be able to just knock down or pull out. Mm -hmm. the, so they would probably be funneled to like the gate itself, which they could bolt cut, maybe. But mm -hmm. they would still be pretty uh, narrow. Right, so nothing flammable, for example, or anything like that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, listen, you guys want to start fires? If there was a bridge to set on fire that would keep them from getting over here faster. What about a fire barricade? A firecade. Yes. What I'm going to do is look around to see if there are things that we could possibly use to set up either a barricade or at least a thing to strengthen the choke point. 
Are there like larger objects like statues or otherwise that we could, I don't know, push onto a Tenzer's floating disc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. If you guys want to collect all the lawn garbage, including the six and two half boys that you murdered, to stack them onto a, a disc and float that over to the, yep. the gates. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so Elias basically does the spell, not casting as a ritual because there's no time for that. <laughs> he just casts Tenzer's floating disc and... It can hold up to 500 pounds at a time, and it floats around fairly quickly, so... So you guys stack some logs, some statues, some furniture, some bodies onto it, mm-hmm. float it over, put it down in front of the gate. That is going to slow them down. That's good. That's good. You need that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any conversations you want to have? Because uh, the NPCs are super friggin' confused. Violet says, Elias, what were you guys talking about? Just making sure that Jem understands what the plan is fully so that it doesn't go by with a hitch or anything like that. I would like to check to see if this dude is lying to me. All right, if you want to, if you, if you want to roll insight against a deception, we can try that. I would. I, I think that would be fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't oh, know. no! Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. And I rolled a natural one, because Leon can't fucking let something drop. <laughs> 17! Doesn't matter what you roll. <laughs> I feel well, like... if it was another one. Yeah, if it was another one, then it cancels each other out. Yeah. Alright, so I guess Elias is a bad liar. Not, he's not used to it. He's such an honest boy. Alright, I mean, obviously, you know, like I can't compel him to talk, but I'm gonna say that Violet is super aware that um, Elias is full of shit right now, and she <laughs> says, I'm gonna talk to you later, too. <laughs> Uh, Elias, Elias pulls out his sword and points it at Violet. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wait, oh wait. If you want to talk to- if, if you wish to talk to me about something, Violet, now is a fine enough time to do so. Okay, okay, well I feel like you're lying to me about the Wyvern. I think it is the serial killer, and we should know that, because the serial killer just took off our tiny girl! <laughs> In response to you pulling a sword on Violet, Swift points his sword at Elias. Hell, yeah. And Sildiel points her sword at Lunchbox. Okay. Is this a fucking Mexican standoff, but with robots? <laughs> drop drop face palms. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this scene, because in the background, it's like the sunset over the ocean is beautiful, and then in the middle ground, there's a stack of bodies, and then in the foreground, it's like this of a Captain America Civil War poster. <laughs> but in between them, there's a pile of bodies. Off in the distance, Vinny's going, wee. So what does Elias say to that? Well, Elias puts his sword away and says simply, One, a serial killer has a specific pattern to who they kill and why. No one in this area fits her M.O. Secondly, we need her to get out of here unless you like getting massacred by a crowd or burning to death. I'm pretty good at not burning. Uh, Elias just says, this is a situation where doing what you think is the right thing to do, Violet, would have gotten us killed. And I can guarantee that. And remember, the the wyvern poison detail was not in the police reports. That was something you guys got from Swift Justice after. So that's why uh, Isaac and Judy don't know about that component. They know that their friends have been, are being stabbed, but they don't know about the wyvern component. Okay. So that's why they didn't immediately put two and two together. And Judy says, like, okay. I can't believe Jem's been a, a lycanthrope this whole time. And Isaac's like, well, I mean, she did get weird after that hunting trip. Seems like it really did. Violet says, what do you think we should do, Swift Justice? 
I am programmed to apprehend evildoers, not to do complex logic puzzles. <laughs> I'm going to take an opportunity to uh, to speak to Isaac and say, Hey, I know that since I arrived, uh, you and I haven't had much time to get to know each other. I know that your name is Isaac, and this is your this was your home. Yeah, I mean, we're style homies. I dig your style, and you know my style's fresh, so we got that. Yeah. Um, oh god. Listen, as a guy who's related to the person who obviously is responsible for oh uh, a bunch of f- flying boats, <laughs> would you have anything on the premises that say? once a boat arrived, might make the boat fly? No, I mean, I don't keep the gar iron here. It's, they have it at the tower. Mm. This is a, this is my house. So. Yeah, yeah, I just... I mean, you could get it out of the portal. I don't, I mean, I'm not a miner, so I don't really know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, if there, there was, like, anything that you had in, like, a, a boathouse or... I got ropes, I got sails, I got some varnish, uh, anchors. Was he really into sailing, like as a sport? Just like n- normal sails? Y- I mean, yachting, bro. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. I yacht and I hunt. What's up? All right, so back with uh, with Lavinia and Jem, you guys are flying yeah. over the ocean, and I assume you're on an intercept course to the Violet One. You can see it. Ziggy's at the helm. He's looking quite dapper in his naval uniform, and uh, they see you coming, <laughs> <laughs> and they're very confused, and Tusk pulls out his swords. Kay knocks an arrow, but they don't fire because they see Vinny. As soon as I get close enough, which is 120 feet, mm-hmm. I'm going to send a message, a message to, I guess, my dad. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, don't shoot. This is my friend. <laughs> and she's sometimes a wyvern. We, you need to go. And I tell them where to go. Uh-huh. Because, like, we got to save our dudes. Also, dad, you're in trouble. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> There's a word limit on the message can trip, so I assume you had to cast it multiple times. And he kept trying to answer, but it kept saying, like, Lavinia is typing. <laughs> so he had to, like, yeah. <laughs> hold off and wait. <laughs> Those little scribbling pencil. Uh, so, yeah, he gets your message. And then when the ship changes course, Jem, like, looks down at you. Like, is that good? You didn't say anything out loud. What's happening? Oh, sorry. I I messaged my dad in the brain. You messaged your dad in the brain. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So now he knows and they're going. I don't know if you want to go on deck, or if we should keep flying, or I don't know what to do now. I feel like this plan was not complete. Do you trust me? Yeah. All right. I have an idea. Follow me. Well, you don't have a choice. You're on me. Yeah. So, okay. And she turns and starts flying into the city. What's happening? Where are we going? This is not what I expected. I want to get you a gift. Uh... Is it a murder gift? Because I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> what are you talking about? The city is scary, but okay, I'm just going to let you do the thing. All right, we're going to go do the thing. Trust me, it's going to be good. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, so you guys fly back into the city. Um, there's still some time before the ship gets to the group outside the manor. Are you guys doing anything? Because everyone is quite confused. Elias is keeping a secret. Violet's losing it. Losing her little marbles. Deputy, what do we do? Humans are assigned to puzzle their way through conundrums. Moral conundrums. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess for now, we... I mean, it's not like we have the wyvern in our custody. So right now, we just have to work on surviving. And then when we get to the wyvern, we'll see what we see. Drop is going to lean in and say to Swift Justice, I'm sorry, were you talking to me? Because... I'm the only human. <laughs> uh, Violet horse coughs. One moment, and Swift Justice closes his little eyes, and you guys hear beeping and whirring. Oh, God. And then Swift turns to Violet and says, My records indicate that Deputy Lee is a human, but you are a quadrupedal equine. No, I'm just having a bad day. It's something that humans do. You wouldn't understand because you're a box. Oh, okay. So just, so just chill out. We're still friends, and I'm still a human, and you're still working with us, okay? Identify yourself. Oh my god. Um, I'm Deputy Lee, 50214. <laughs> and then behind you, Isaac says, bro, isn't your name Violet? Shush. You're, you're, this guy obviously can't be trusted. And I am obviously also not a bro. And then Judy pulls out the wanted poster, which she was referring to earlier, and says, no, it says Violet right here. Apparently, you yell at, ev- at everyone. I, I, I use my, my entire huge horse body to, like, move in front of it. <laughs> Swift Justice says, my records indicate that a quadrupedal equine named Violet is wanted in Mykonos. Maybe, but that's obviously not me, because I gave you the identification. Uh, uh, Elias leans over to his mother and says, we might want to brace ourselves for this. And, and, and Elise just draws out his scimitar again. <laughs> uh, Sildiel draws out her sword, too. She's following your lead. Uh, Leon, can you roll me a deception to lie to this robot? I don't know if... Can robots be tricked? Robots... This robot trusts me, I feel. With disadvantage? To what? To deception, to lie to this deception. robot. Oh, deception. Okay. Well, I have negative two and a disadvantage. That's pretty fucking awful. Um... <laughs> Especially given the fact that you said before, I'm a unicorn on a handful of occasions, out loud. Look, let's not quibble and argue about who is and who is not a unicorn. Okay, <laughs> okay well, that's a two. You ruined it. You ruined my friendship with a robot. It was so beautiful. Drop blew up your spot. It was not me. Yeah, it totally was Drop. And then, like, all the, all the NPCs clearly did not know what to do. Yeah, because you guys just let them in on the plan. Swift Justice fires up its chainsaw. Behind you, you can hear the sound of the mob reaching your barricade. Drop points to the barricade and yells, Look! Crime! (laughs) 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 That's a pretty good argument. The right to assemble is protected under the First Amendment of Mykonos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to call bullshit on that. Elias shoots a firebolt at one of the logs in a pile blocking the crowd to set it on fire. Yeah, nice. It's The, the log does not have an AC. <laughs> so, yeah, you have, you have erected a flaming barrier. Swift says, fire hazards are a crime, though. <clears throat> this is, this is all crime. 
Oh no, I'm glad I'm on the wiver. Oh, um, uh, wait. All right, it, 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 is Swift Justice like looking like it's trying? It's might go after us. It's revving its chainsaw and looking from person to person to person as if its circuits are trying to digest. Violet says, "Oh, I want to do something. I want to do something." Violet looks at uh, Swift Justice and says, "Swift Justice, I need you to figure something out for me, real quick, okay?" I thought we were friends. No. Swift, Swift Justice. Um, what would a square circle look like? I am not programmed for geometry. I was hoping that would be a paradox and his head would explode. Damn it. Okay. Um, <laughs> fuck. Um, I don't have any other plans. <laughs> Can you imagine a campaign where that was how it worked? <laughs> that would be so great. I feel like that was pretty brilliant on my part. But fine, fuck it. I guess we're fighting a tiny robot. Well, um, yeah? He was literally our best friend. Okay. Um, he was your best friend. Your best yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> He was also he was also a guy with a chainsaw on our side. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's committed a martial flaw here, okay? Wow. By teaming up with us. Wow. Okay, hold on. Okay. <laughs> let me just let me just <laughs> None of this was my fault. <laughs> Look, this thing is small. Can't I just punt it like a football? <laughs> Roll the dice to punt it like a football. All right, I guess that I guess that's what I'm doing right now. Violet says, "I'm sorry, Swift Justice," and then tries to do it. By the way, I'm aiming for the fire. Wait, what? He's aiming to kick him into the fire. Let's see what happens. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to run in your parade. Try it. Sixteen. All right, so you kick him, and <laughs> I said him. I keep misgendering this poor robot. So you oh. you kick Swift Justice, and it it loses its feet and tumbles back, uh, but it doesn't go directly into the fire. It steadies, it steadies itself, and it's going to take... Do you have your kick damage? I'll just give you just uh, D6 plus strength. That's fine. Eight. All right, you dent in part of Swift Justice's face as you kick it back towards the fire. It stumbles, writes itself, and says, You are not my partner anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, you tried. You, you were trying to come after us. <laughs> And it rushes at Violet and swings. Yep. Yep. We're going to die now. Oh, shit. <laughs> that hurt. So you guys have seen this chainsaw in action, but you're not aware of its specific <laughs> game mechanics until now. <laughs> and now you will be. Uh, so for the audience, I rolled a 26, which is definitely a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way this chainsaw works is in addition to doing damage, anytime it hits someone, as you've seen, they lose a limb. <laughs> Fuck. Let's cut back to Lavinia and Jem. <laughs> oh, really? We're going to cut back now? Does it count for unicorns? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are flying over Mykonos, and it becomes clear to Vinny where you guys are going. You haven't been here yet, but you've heard about it. It's the Temple of Primus. It is the big cross-shaped temple in the middle of the temple district, and there's nobody around, it looks like. Everyone is gathering towards the mob scene on the rich side of town. You can see from the air, actually, this is the best look you've gotten at the city it's a it's uh kind of in two parts there's the shitty part that's drowning and then there's the much nicer part where that is not drowning and i think you get a better idea of the uh urban development of this place but uh gem flies you down onto the roof of the temple of primus and then uh begins changing back so this is a temple yeah you said you said you wanted that scroll right when drop was telling you about where he got his coat and I said we should get you a coat. Oh, yeah, bumblebees are like. Although when I used to use them to talk to me, but 
So I thought maybe it was a scroll for me. Yeah, I mean, it might never be safe for you to come back here. So if we're going to get it, we got to go now. But how? We can't just take it. Can't we? Um. What could go wrong? Aren't there, like, guards and stuff? I'm small and fleshy. <laughs> well, let's just let's just peep the scene. Maybe he'll give it to you. He drops that he get, he just gave him the coat. Um, okay. She holds out her hand for you to take. I take it. Jem leads you to the edge by the hand and then jumps off the edge of the temple. Wings sprout out for a minute to break her fall and you guys float down to the ground. And she takes you through the orc entrance. It's actually the same one that drop went in. And uh, you get the same treatment that drop did with the voice greeting you. It says, Welcome to the temple of Primus, Lavinia Bird. Well, that's close enough. You get the sense that uh, Sheriff K filled that in like on a census <laughs> as a joke because he didn't have a last name. And it was just like, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, weird voice. I think there's something here that might be for me. And you gave my friend a coat. So I thought maybe you'd give me my scroll that I think is for me. You're saying this as you walk down the hallway to the repository and letters are appearing to answer you. And it says, we do not see inside your heart. You are not a being of law. I'm a being of the forest. So I guess forest law. Uh, does that count? <laughs> Forests are a place of chaos. It's true. That's pretty rude. <laughs> but that scroll, I've heard about it. It's it's meant for me, I'm pretty sure. We do not give these artifacts to anyone who asks for them. Only those with law in their hearts and pure selfless intentions align with our goals. What's selfish about wanting to save the world? We cannot see inside your heart, so we do not know your intentions. What do you mean you can't see inside my heart? First of all, how do you even see inside a heart? We can only access the hearts of those who are one with the law. Uh, okay, then he's going to turn to Jem and be like, I don't think this is working. Jem says, you're not like me. You can choose what your heart is. You're not cursed like I am. If you want to be a Vinny of law, you can be a Vinny of law. No one's stopping you. But I want to be a Vinny of Alona. I mean, you can be both. I mean, your elf friend is wears two god symbols. What stops you from having two gods as well? I don't know. I'm trying to understand, and it's just so alien to me that you've been given all this freedom, and you don't seem to want it, and all it's all I've ever wanted. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Hey, weird voice. How does one become a person of law? <laughs> I am the Temple of Frimus. Hello. <laughs> First of all. One must only hold the law in their heart, which means, in character, Lavinia has to genuinely dedicate herself to law and out of character lauren has to change lavinia's alignment but it's not something you can fake i don't think Vinny would do that it's a god it knows yeah um so i think this is a good time to talk about lavinia's character arc does this make sense for her is this a choice she can even justify making i don't think so now i don't think she could because lavinia doesn't seem like someone who's really interested in enforcing dogmas or strictures or stuff like that no, exactly. No, she just wants everyone to be nice to each other. That's, that's basically it. Jem turns to you and looks for your answer. I don't think I can do it, Jem. I don't really like the law that much. Not in the traditional sense, anyway. I don't think I could do it. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. If it can see in my heart, it would know I wouldn't feel it. See, I knew we were on the same page. You know, I, I've never really been much for the law either. 
anyone can just follow the rules, but sometimes you have to you have to do bad stuff. Just like when you exploded that guy's head, or when I killed all those people. What? Jem begins to change into her wyvern form, flaps off the ground a couple of feet, and then kicks a hole in the glass case with the scroll inside. Oh shit! Are we doing this? And she says, sometimes you gotta do bad to do good. Uh, you're right. Vinny's gonna grab it. All right. And then you guys are gonna run? Oh, yeah. Fly me out of here, girlfriend! Uh, athletics checks? Oh, God. I'm doomed. Yeah. But she's really athletic, so, you know. Oh, it's only a zero. Oh, boy. Nice. I rolled a 14. Not terrible. So Jem gets a 24, Lavinia gets a 14. You guys are very athletic, and as soon as she touches the case, just as Drop saw in his vision, uh, lights start flashing and Modrons start running. No quadrones with chainsaws, but the, the monodromes that you guys are familiar with, the sphere ones, just appear from every wing of the temple and start pouring into the repository. And Jem flies above them and uh, starts heading for the exit with Lavinia on her back, clutching the... Scroll with the bumblebee wax seal. It's um glowing with like holy light. It feels pretty good. Like just it's aura. I think this was the right choice. I really like this scroll. It feels cool. <laughs> Do you try to open it? Not yet. All right. I, I don't want to like risk dropping it. So let's cut back to Violet. Oh, please. <laughs> Swift Justice, <laughs> the Modron. Yep. Hacks off Violet's horn. Oh, shit. How much damage do I take for that? Besides, it hurts my soul. Here's a crazy thing. <laughs> you feel it cut through, and your yeah. horn like flies off from the momentum. You see it hanging in the air above you. The most blasphemous and terrible thing that could possibly happen to you. Even though be- behind Swift, you see like a mob scene on the other side of this flaming barrier. Everyone around you is like screaming and freaking out. Mm-hmm. But you're just staring at the horn because it's like, it's everything to who Violet is as a unicorn and her pride. And you're just looking at it. And then you realize it's not moving. It's just like hanging there. Mm-hmm. And Swift isn't moving. And nobody's moving. And then you hear a voice behind you oh, as if someone has their mouth pressed to the back of your head. Mm-hmm. And it's a voice that's everything and nothing male and female young and old high and low and it says violet skittles unicorn <laughs> what is up my horse dog I, my horn's gone and i lost a friend you've gotten yourself into quite a pickle yeah Oof. this is not looking good for you lady it's no <laughs> Who are you? Uh, that's Don't worry about that. That's not important. What, I feel like it is, but whatever. What matters is what I can do for you. Okay. I, I would like uh, at least four things to happen for me right now. What can you do for me? Don't mistake me for a genie. This is not a situation in which you can word a careful wish and make all your dreams come true. So I can't, I can't wish for more wishes? No, I'm afraid that's not how it works. This is a pretty simple transaction. Oh. I give you... Everything you want, your deepest heart's desire. And in return, I only ask for one specific thing and one general thing. Uh, what's the specific thing first? The specific thing is you can't tell anybody about me. That's not that bad. 
I don't even know who you are. So, I mean. Exactly. It's not even important. Right. Don't sweat it. Yeah. And the general thing. I just need you to say four words for me. What are the the four words you want me to say? They are the best words that have ever been spoken. The most beautiful words in every language. And they are this. I'll give you anything. It's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple deal. I mean, you're not going to get that from a god. They don't answer prayers. But when people need help, when they're at their lowest point and they cry out for their deepest, most wonderful desires, only I ever answer, it's a pretty special thing that I have for you here today. Are you the devil? <laughs> no, come on. A devil with the with the horns and the hooves and the fire and the contracts? That's nothing so gauche. That's not a no. No, no, I'll tell you no. No, devils, no. <laughs> devils are devils are evil. Mm. Devils the devils want to trick you in, and they want to take your soul and they want to take you to hell. It's a whole thing. They're bad. I'm not I'm not anything like that. Can Violet see what is talking? No. You're like in this weird liminal space uh-huh. where of like frozen time and you can like spiritually turn around. <laughs> Your actual physical body won't move around. It won't move. Okay. There's no there's no way to detect like visually what, what is happening. No matter what you do, the voice will always be behind you. Damn it. Okay. So I can't roll mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to see this thing. No. God damn. Violet, Violet, if it puts you at ease, Miss mm-hmm. Skittles, if I may. That's my middle name. My last name is Unicorn. Yeah, yeah, that's more of a species. It's more. Let's not quibble. It's more of a species. Um, <laughs> Look. <laughs> no, if it puts you at ease, listen. I'm not a devil. I'm not here for your soul. I'm not even a god with all their their schemes and their plots and their motives, trying to take worshippers to their planes. I'm just a person who offers people what they want most at the fair price. That that commands. It's economics, really. Hmm. But if you give me everything, and then I'm supposed to give you anything... You get your heart's deepest desire, is what you get. The thing you want most, and the only fair price for that, is whatever I want. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, like, let's say uh, I wanted a cake... I mean, it's not. It's so much more than that. But let's pretend it's a cake. Uh-huh. Then you like, okay, here's your cake. And then tomorrow you can be like, okay, what I want is your soul <laughs> and also that cake back. <laughs> and then I'd have to do it. That's fair. That's a very good. See, people don't read the fine print usually on like devil contracts, which is this is definitely not. So I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> but here, let me put it this way for you. Do you like stories? So much. Let me tell you a story. All right. Think about this. An elf lady left all alone in a monastery, left to die. She has nothing in the world, nobody. She's been abandoned. She just wanders off into the smoky mountains with no direction, no hope. And she stumbles into some tunnels filled with smoke from a long ago tunneling accident. Just careless gnomes, you know how they are. And, I mean, there's no ventilation in those tunnels, Violet. You can only breathe so much smoke. Oh, I know. And so what happens? Uh, bad things? Yeah, your lungs, they fill up with ash, and you choke to death, slowly. It's a bad way to go. It doesn't matter how many years you tell yourself that death is a part of life and you have to accept it. When you're dying, slowly and painfully, alone, sometimes you just cry out. And then I'm there, and then you have a brand new set of lungs. All I took was some time 
and a conversation, a fair trade, and there's a hole in the ground. It's not a big thing. Hmm. Violet starts crying and looking at her horn. Spiritually crying, yeah. Yeah, spiritually crying. Here's the thing. I don't want anything from you except for you to say those words. I don't have any use for things, for stuff. I'm not even here physically, materially. I'm not like I'm going to have to punch a hole into your plane to even get to you, (laughs) to heal you. I just, I need you to say those words. And then you'll be better than ever. You won't just be back to normal. You'll be better. Oh, I like things that are better. It's better than worse. Yeah. Everything you've ever wanted, Violet. Uh, what were the four words again? <laughs> That's no problem. People, it takes a little bit to get used to how beautiful they are. They are, yeah. I'll give you anything. Oh. Um, what am I supposed to call you, by the way? I don't need, I'm not a person. I don't need a name. Concepts don't need names. That seems sad, but okay. Names are for people and for gods. Alright, I'm gonna call you Billy because I, I can't I can't keep saying the voice. That's weird. I mean you're not gonna be saying anything to anybody about me, so it's a bit of it's a bit of a moot point. Yeah, it's a good point. Um Well, I've considered my options, mm-hmm. uh and what I've decided is you can suck my butt. <laughs> And uh, I'm just going to have to deal with what I'm dealing with right now, because you are obviously evil, and I have a problem with that, because I am a unicorn, basically. Well, not I mean, not anymore. Now you're just going to be a horse. And also, you didn't pass that poison crystal you ate, which is like a hundred times a lethal dose, and now that your horn's gone, you're, you're, you're just going to die. Well. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, co- I don't come to people unless they're moments from death. I probably should have been a little bit clearer about that. Mm, well, I still feel like I'm going to go to horse heaven or something heaven. Yeah? I feel like you've killed a lot of people. Also, let me be very clear. Yo. Not evil. Not 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 something I can lie about. Mm. It's up to you. I can't I can't coerce you. My god, do it. I I I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with suck my butt. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Billy. <laughs> Fuck you right in your non-corporeal butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you die in a fire. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Violet Skittles Unicorn. I don't think uh we'll be seeing each other again. I don't think you'll be seeing anybody again because you're dead. So, so bye. Suck my butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay so from everybody else's perspective uh <laughs> swift justice got kicked almost fell into the fire rebounded hacked off violet's horn violet looked at it in shock and then just collapsed onto the ground uh and then swift turns his chainsaw and points it at Elias. i think he was the last person to menace swift justice Menace at Swift Justice? Um, mm, there's room for argument. I think you pointed a sword at him. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't point a sword at him. No. He created a fire, and that's illegal. But I don't think he, I don't think he actually pointed a sword at Swift Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does what does Violet look like? Does she look like a <laughs> unicorn with with the horn gone, or does she just look like a horse? No, I mean she's a, a unicorn with the horn gone. It's been chopped off at the skin. Right. So it'd be it'd be really difficult to be like, oh my god, somebody killed this. 
horse and not unicorn. <laughs> I mean, you, if you got a close look, you'd be able to tell. Okay. All right. Because that, that's, I don't know, that sounds like a gambit that a not very smart Modron might buy into. No, I mean, Swift is like, one criminal apprehended. <laughs> Six to go. <laughs> I still think there's a lot of crime going on over there. Persuasion? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, get a persuasion check on that. Make it happen. Oh, boy. 14. This is a lot to process. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That ain't bad. Yeah, Swift uh, turns around and looks at the crowd as they're kicking the barrier down and says, Trespassing is illegal under Mykonos Statute 069. And charges into the crowd, waving its chainsaw. All right. Yeah, there's way more crimers over there, so it's like a numbers game at this point. Stop it, crime boys! So I'm just going to quickly uh, uh, perform a medicine check on Violet. <laughs> 18. Nice. Ooh. You go over there, and when you kneel down next to her, and, and you're not certain why she's unconscious. Like, obviously getting her horn hacked off is bad, but mm-hmm. you assume it's made out of, like, you know, whatever rhinoceros horns are made out of, right? So, like, hair fibers, but, like, super tough or whatever. Yeah. It's not a, an artery. So she shouldn't be, like, dying. But she maybe is. Like, her breathing is very shallow, and her like, eyes have rolled back. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna uh, tentatively look at the horn. Mm-hmm. And because I remember it sparking before, Drop is, is just going to kind of, like, l- gently poke it. <laughs> A spark shoots out, and then it dims and stops. It seems as if the magic is leaving it. So Drop is going to look at Violet. Look at the horn, look at Violet, look at the horn, look at Elias, shrug his shoulders, grab the horn, and then start attempting to drag Violet towards the docks. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the Violet one is now within sight, and so Drop is dragging Violet desperately towards the docks. Anybody else? Uh, Sildiel is very confused. She says, I don't know if I, I am ready to be a pirate, Elias. Uh, it's, it, we're not strictly being pirates, mother, it's complicated it's part of it i mean let's be fair here uh <laughs> it's definitely part of it he um uh elise is going to do something a little odd <laughs> great he, he's going to try to affix the horn back to where it belongs <laughs> even though he can't view the magic to it uh, even though he cannot reinstall the magic in it using mending he just needs cuts <laughs> so it's okay so then let's let's say that that i am dragging i'm dragging violet by the back legs Mm-hmm. Just like hauling horse butt along, and then Elias is like chasing along, trying to like get the horn back on. I I need to check the exact wording on mending, but if I recall, it, it basically it can repair a break or a tear in an object, and it can be used to physically repair a magic item or construct, but it cannot restore magic to such an object. But that's up to you to whether this would be uh, prudent for that. It's magic. As, as long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot in any dimension, you can mend it, leaving no trace of the former damage. It's thin. It's it's a horn, so that would make sense. So I, I get where you're coming from, and it's it's definitely something we could entertain, but it's also it's less of a thing and more of a body part. That's no, that's fine. That's that's. I mean, that's he's fair, going to attempt it, and it will probably <laughs> fail. Or yeah, it's like that's all he can do because he doesn't have medicine as a skill. Or it'll be funny. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's it's actually a really good character moment of Elias trying to use his magic to reattach Violet's horn, but it does not succeed. It doesn't. It doesn't look to me like something I could reattach with medicine, does it? No. 
didn't think so. I think you guys are going to need some sort of specialist, but I don't know if that's going to be a, if that is even going to be an issue because Violet is dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she, she doesn't have her, like her poison resistance. So she's been poisoned and she is dying of poison. Mm-hmm. And neither Joan nor Ziggy can. You guys haven't gotten to them yet. Yeah. We're in the process of dragging the that's right. s- swiftly dying horse to the docks. I look to the other NPCs mm-hmm. and are they following us? Are they coming with us? I mean, they definitely don't seem happy about it, but as they, you know, they look to each other, look around, people are kicking through the barrier. Like Swift is mowing them down, but people are getting through and they're coming. So it's like either go with you or die. Right. And uh, that seems to be a pretty easy decision for everyone involved. Right. So yeah, we had, we had towards the docks, I guess, I guess as a whole group. Mm-hmm. Without with additional, well, three NPCs now. Fourth, if we include Jem. So, um, you guys are dragging Violet to the ship, but because she's so heavy, it looks like some of the rioters are going to catch up to you. What do you do? Oh, I'm I'm not letting go. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to fend some of them off as they get close. Mm-hmm. And in what way? If if they're coming from a distance, Elias will try to shoot like at their feet with a firebolt. If they're close, he will, you know, use his scimitar to try to, you know, clash swords and get him to go, to get him to fall back. Yeah, I like, I like that. So there's people coming. I think Isaac and Judy join in to help drop drag Violet. Everyone's doing their best. And then Elias falls back and starts shooting firebolts to dissuade people from coming. Sildiel mm-hmm. looks back, looks forward, looks back, and then joins her son and stands next to him. And then after what seems to be an agonizing moment of contemplation she extends a hand and you see one of her rings glow and she shoots a firebolt oh hey this this will this will make elias just sort of stop for a moment and just glance at his mother directly it's like well later it was a long time ago look things have changed uh, i said we could talk about it later uh good plan <laughs> You know, he swings his sword at someone. Yeah, it's a pretty cool action scene. The violet one pulls up, everyone gets violet on, and then there's a mad dash as the boat starts pulling away. And I think Sildiel and Elias don't get there in time to jump on, but they do get there in time if you want to join her yeah. in face-stepping. Yeah, they base, a tandem face-step sort of thing. The boat was, like, gone to, like, a, like a that's-not-cool degree. <laughs> like, they're getting yeah. out of there. But luckily, you guys can teleport mm-hmm. and land on the back of the violet one as, as it departs. And people are throwing stuff over the water, beer bottles, and uh, whatever else they can get their hands on. They're keeping their weapons because they have mm-hmm. to fight Swift Justice, <laughs> who is now in the middle of this 60-person mob and basically just spinning, just holding out the saw and just doing 360s. <laughs> uh, he's the best character. And eventually, I think uh, the saw jams just from flesh. Just from obstructive meat and stops spinning and Justice goes down, crushed under the weight of the blows being rained down on it. And I think for the second time in its existence, it is smashed apart. He just wanted to do good. Yeah. By by dismembering people and causing them to make (laughs) pacts with the devil. He wanted to do law. He didn't yeah, want to do, wanted to do He law. wanted to do law. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely an alternate version of this where you guys made different choices and you brought Swift Justice <laughs> along and you do know what... Oh, it's so good. And you do know someone who can reprogram Modrons. So, like, that was not off the table, but that he he done, he done bit it. Okay. Okay. 
and as the last shot, Lavinia and Jem see the Violet One departing, and they uh, swoop in for a, a water landing for an aircraft carrier touchdown. Hey, guys. Look what I stole. <laughs> do I make a constitution check to not die, or do I just die? I set my sail. Fly the wind, it will take me back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back, clouds are making way for me, I'm coming home, sweet home. I see your star, you left it burning for me, mother, I Remix for our theme music, which includes Tears and Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town's theme from Pokemon, and Ah Kid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of November 2016 are Joseph Tombrello, Extellaris, Jade, Kirsten Haslinger, The Cult of Gorfanax, Alice and Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Irving Royale, David Page, Mirren Bati, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Zenith Will Rule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Exley, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dash on the Rage Monster, Georgie Orena, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Drew, Athos, Ingmar Gremmen, and Paul Mullen. You can help support the show directly by finding me at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can support Leon by finding him at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can also help us out by rating, commenting, liking, or subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever else you found the show. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. We really appreciate your enthusiasm and support, and we literally could not do this without you. I li- I liked this episode for Violet because it's it's basically uh, this was like her redemption arc where she said no to the bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, but she's she might die. Oh yeah, absolutely. she might die. That was a that was a no, that was really good. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, I would love some fan art of uh, Violet like looking defiant and a big rainbow banner behind her, and it says "Suck my butt." <laughs> Uh, for anyone who would like to do that. Suck my butt, Billy. Suck my butt, Billy. (laughs)